Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another Fantasy Football Scout video. You are here watching uh, the Scoutcast. That went well, didn't it? Watching the Scoutcast. As always, you're joined by me, Andy, FPL Mode. And we are also joined by Seb. How's it going, Seb? Going all right, thank you, mate. Not bad, not bad. Although you've said twice now so far that you reckon I'm on tilt, so I guess we'll find out. Oh, I do. This, is, but I, do you know what? I only say this because I never ever see you on tilt. You're normally so sideways and just like, no, nah, no, nah, everything's good. Everything's so, good. So it's such a such a compliment. But you've said so many comments recently where you're like, nah, nah, no, nah, I'm not happy. I'm not happy. So I'm assuming. <laughs> really? I'm assuming you're having a good week so far. Not really, no. no. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> to be to be fair, since the World Cup, have I like? <laughs> It's not been, it's not been, not been good moves for me so far. Somebody else on the stream is catching you up. Rich, we're joined by Flapjack FPL. How's it going? Yeah, good. Although if Seb's on tilt, I, d- I don't know what I am. Like if, if he's on tilt in poker, I'm banned from the card room or about to be banned from the card room. <laughs> for doing what? <laughs> I, d- I don't want to say. No. Uh, we missed you last week, mate. Obviously you weren't here. We Look, we said you had toilet issues. Yep. Obviously you don't have to expand on that too much. But uh, maybe you just want to give a little bit of context for for your loyal fans out there. I don't know how to give context without giving too much information. Um, <laughs> currently, I don't have a toilet, and oh. it's it's quite expensive to fix. But at least FPLs are actually that's been worse to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you had to choose now, like de- delete your team or keep the toilet as it is, what would you go for? I'll, I'll probably delete my team. Uh, <laughs> would it fix the toilet? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You I'll delete, delete the team. team. Yeah. <laughs> Just me and you next week then. So, um, yeah. So obviously it's, it's a little bit of a weird um, uh, scout cast this week because we are halfway through game week 21 still. We're, we're still not finished. Oh, no, game week 20 even. Sorry. Uh, so we, we're going to be talking about game week 21, but we are still in the midst of game week 20, which is fine because... There's going to be lots to talk about. There's lots of things that have been brought up recently. Uh, there's an awful lot of controversial things that happen in the fixtures this week as well. So maybe we can touch on those. Um, we're going to be looking a little bit this week at the form of players before the World Cup and the form of players after the World Cup. Um, Seb is already looking a little bit like, I've got a lot to say about this though, Andy. And I know you have a lot to say about it, Seb. So don't worry. <laughs> I, You're gonna, do I? I yes, feel like, you do. We're going to have a chance like to talk about it later. <laughs> and we're going to have a chance to talk about it later. Um, we're also going to look at Arsenal because, I mean, eight points clear at the top of the table now. They're looking absolutely fantastic. Um, we're going to talk about them and their assets because, to be honest... I don't know why we don't all have three of their players, but we're going to talk about that later. Uh, we're going to talk about Brighton as well, who have, under De Zerbe, just hit another level. Um, Man United, we're going to talk about a little bit too. And then we're going to look at our teams and get some questions from the uh, commu- community. Uh, and we might look at the community team as well, although it's going to be hard to look at that before you know everything else. So it, even if we look at it, we're probably not going to put out any polls or anything until a little later. Um, so let's have a look then, because... My po- oh, what's going on here? You right? Hang on a second. Yeah, it's coming up with um the wrong stuff. Hang on. 
<laughs> uh, I can't see what it is yet. Is it something's going on with my OBS? Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. We'll sort it out. There we go. It's sorted now. Right. So looking at my points then. Uh, so my points so far, I've got Kepper in goal with 10 points. Absolute legend getting 10 points there, because I'm not going to lie, I was very close to hitting him out for Edison this week. Um, Trippier with nine. Um, Trippier, just very, very quickly on Trippier. I think he's now got more bonus points than Salah's ever achieved in a in a season. Is that right? Or he's ever achieved at this point in a season? He's oh, really? absolutely ridiculous. Um Cancelo continues to be absolutely abysmal. He's got me one point. Shaw with two. Rashford with ten. Martinelli two. Almer on three. De Bruyne five. Tony, who I brought in for Darwin, get me nine points there. Mitrovic with zero. Uh, Haaland with four. And then Ben White first on my bench with eight points. Um, not too bad. A little bit of a green arrow. So I think I'm from 139k up to about 117k. I think I'm in at the moment. But obviously, I don't have triple captain Haaland. Uh, I've got De Bruyne, Cancelo. I mean, will he play? I very much doubt it. I don't have Kane. Um, and I have the two most owned Man United players. So if I maintain rank anywhere between 117 and 139k, I think I'd be quite happy at the end of this week. Um, but yeah, no, it's not gone too bad so far. Um, Rich, we're on you next. Uh, so yeah. Rich, talk us through how your, <laughs> yeah. Talk yeah. us through how your week has gone so far. I'm on 41 points. The highlight was I didn't do a hit. Um, I've got Edison in goal with one point. Trippier, Asbelaqueta came on for two minutes. Um, oh. I think he came on for two minutes. I sold Kukure instead of Asbelaqueta, and he blocked Gabriel's clean sheet in the process. While Chelsea kept a clean sheet, Shaw got two, Salah got two, Rashford got ten. But again, like Trippier, who cares? <laughs> Mahrez got two, Saka got six. He was had an assist taken off of him wrongly. I mean, he wasn't on bonus points. That's the only small yeah. thing, but yeah. So that's five points lost from Asbelaqueta cameo in Saka lost me three points. Martinelli got booked and then subbed off two points. Harlan triple captain. I was doing that from early in the week and I was, yeah. I was happy with the decision. Um, let's see what happens with, with the outcome. Yeah. And then Mitrovic once again, every time he scores, I bench him. Every time I start him, he misses a penalty. Hmm. No points. And then the bench is pretty good. I had 65 points on the bench since the wild card. Oh. <laughs> have, have you considered playing those players in your 11? You know where you get the... Yeah, I should probably start the correct players. <laughs> I was very close to starting Gabriel over Azpilicueta. Yeah. Uh. I, in terms of... Because you are right. You said about triple captain Haaland earlier in the week. And obviously, later on in the week, it turned out pretty much every content creator did it. Um what was your justification for doing it, especially considering you did it earlier when people were, you know, doing it a bit later on? See, I did it so early that it it was before City had lost, when City lost, didn't they? So it looked less li- likely that City would have further doubles. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to get rid of it early. I hate having, I normally use the bench boost quite early or a lot earlier than most people do. Yeah. And because I've still got my bench boost, I haven't managed to get rid of that. I just wanted to get one of the chips out of the way. Yeah, and it seemed this double. I kind of I preferred it to the one in a, in a couple of weeks' time for Harlem because there's more of a gap between the games. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it's funny though, isn't it? Because kept captain in Salah over Harland, and that appeared to be the wrong wrong decision. Yeah, and now I've triple captain Harland, and potentially that's the wrong decision as well. Yeah, but to be honest, I'm not that annoyed about the triple captain. I don't think it's that great a chip. No. A few weeks ago, people were talking about captain in triple captain in Harland in a single game week. Yeah. So he's still got that at home to Spurs. 
and people will look at it and say, like, for instance, if he if he blanks in the next game and he only gets you twelve points, and if I triple captain him later on and he gets me sixty points, that doesn't mean I've brought I've got however many points against you, you know, forty eight points more than you because you're you've captained him in that week and I've captained him this week, isn't it? So it's it it really isn't as big a chip as people think it is, is it? No, I mean in that scenario you'll gain eighteen points, wouldn't yeah. you? I, th- I think yeah, if if you're saying that Harlem would get yeah. It's an extra, Actually, it's yes, an extra that, 50%. It's like, obviously, it's called triple, but you always get a double. So it's yeah. an extra 50%. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and Seb, you, if we look at your points as well, talk us through your points. You triple Captain Harlan as well. I don't know roughly when in the week you decided to, but just talk us through your thinking afterwards as well. Sure. So I'll run through the team real quick. Uh, Edison with one and Tottenham to come. Uh, I finally have Luke Shaw, just in time for him to get two points. Uh, Kukurea, <laughs> who didn't play though, so he will drop off for Gabriel to come in for me, which is five points. Uh, Trippier with nine. Salah, Rashford, Vice, triple captain. Foden still, of course. He started and uh, still delivered one point. Martinelli with two. Uh, Darwin, zero, which is where I rolled that. I, like We were talking about whether I was going to transfer him out or not. I just rolled that one, was happy to hold on to him. So uh, Bueno with six will come off the bench for me, which is nice. Uh, Harlan, triple captain, obviously done nothing so far. And Mitrovic was his missed penalty. Mm. Um, which is nah, fair enough. So yeah, I think for me, the triple captain came down to, I wouldn't say I was ever like a hundred percent certain, but such is the game we play, right? It's all down mm. to probability. Or if you like Andy, it's a probabilistic. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I think for me it was when, cause he lost, he lost a potential double game week, which would have included Bournemouth, I think. Yeah. Um, or like most likely, I don't know if that was confirmed, but it would have been the most likely one. And so for me, it then came, okay, I would rather take certainty now over uncertainty later. We know he'll get doubles, but we know he's an injury-prone player, right? So give him a 10% chance of an injury, give him fewer days rest in between those future matches, because it may well be three days or whatever. And while these fixtures certainly weren't the best, uh, I forget who it was. I'm so sorry. I think it might have been Ian, but someone on Twitter did like a lovely chart of effectively expected attacking returns against all the potential doublers he could have. Mm-hmm. And the Bournemouth week was obviously amazing. But the next one in 23 that he's you know, guaranteed to have was, I think it was slightly worse than this one when you combine the two fixtures. Or it was slightly better, but the point was there's obviously less time in between. So for me, I was effectively happy to take slightly tougher fixtures and a confirmed double, but knowing that he was at least fit for the first one and that he had more time in between because, yeah. you know, 90% chance he's fit in the future. But I wanted that certainty, which is why I went with it. So far, doesn't look too smart. Let's see if we can scrape some points against Tottenham. Spurs at home is a nice fixture as well at the moment. I think Spurs are a hopefully, bit the place, hopefully. So I, I'm, I'm very much expecting you to get at least a return in that fixture, if I'm perfectly honest. Yeah. It's just City do look a, a little bit lethargic at the moment, don't they? And a little bit kind of... Yeah. Like they're, they're, I, mean, I don't know, they're, they're trying very hard to win games, but they don't seem to be... Uh, it's, they just, it's they just need to try less hard. Yeah, I, I find what I try. It's, yeah. But you know what I mean, where sometimes yeah. no, they no, flow, do don't they? Whereas they seem to be trying... I don't, I don't know, it's so really hard do you to think, describe I mean, how they play. Like, I don't disagree with you, but do you? how much of that do you think, and I, I genuinely just mean this philosophically, mm. how much of that is that a sort of a like trying to explain why they're not getting the results or how much is of that is us like saying oh they do look this way thus the result because i think i agree with you but if they were like just nicking these wins would it be the sort of like oh well they're doing what's needed they're grinding it through whatever it is you know that's what happens when you have a harland that whole thing i'm interested to know which side of that you fall yeah i well 
I'm not sure, to be honest. (laughs) From from watching them in the last couple of weeks, it just... Rotation, I don't think, is helping them. I don't think they have... I think they've always had a settled side, but they've had rotation. But now it seems like they don't have a settled side. It's just... It looks like it's changing most weeks, and I don't think that's helping them at all. And obviously, you know, we look at it as an FPL point of view, and I, I, I think that's hurting their output. But... It's it's almost like Pep came out, didn't he, and said, "No, nah, we're not going to win the league now. We're not we're not worried about the league. We're not worried about the league. We're, we're pretty much he's just worried about Champions League this year." And it is coming across like that a little bit, and it's looking like, "Oh well, yeah, we didn't win that game." I mean, like as Ars- opposed to Arsenal looking imperious. So, yeah, yeah. Whereas you look at you know them in Liverpool in all those years where it was just every week was win 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 win, mm. and it's almost like they don't have that this year. They're just like, "No, yeah." Liverpool and City definitely push each other. It was an interesting. Obviously, yeah. Liverpool have dropped off, but there was an interesting one when Liverpool were at their absolute peak, they were, and I use this word in the in the non-literal, I guess, just the sort of analytical sense, they were overperforming their numbers. Every good team is. That's the point. The point of being a good team is you overperform. But Liverpool were like, really, really overperforming. But that's great because they were performing brilliantly. That's why they were so good. But it was interesting to see like the drop-off now, and obviously a few people saying Sat Klopp. I think for me personally, you've got to look at how much he was getting out of that team before and how well they were doing and how far they must have been pushing themselves to be pushing City so close and in one season, you know, absolutely wiping the floor with City and pushing the expected numbers so far that, of course, you know, you lose Mane, players get older, the midfield needs refreshing. Not only have they dropped off a little bit, but they've dropped off massively, partly because not were they, they weren't just a good team. They were a good team absolutely performing to their maximum. So I don't think the step back is... Maybe not a, maybe not to say a surprise, but I would say it's not something that really needs to lead to Klopp being sacked, as far as I'm concerned. But hey, we're not here to talk about that. Um, one thing I just wanted to add on the City thing as well is that it's worth noting that in future double game weeks, of which Haaland obviously has lost that Bournemouth one, which would have been nice, we'll want to be using things like bench boosts, free hits, wild cards mm-hmm. maybe. So that was a small bit of thinking as well. It's like I know the triple captain is free to use now. I think in my head, I've almost ruled out triple captain in Haaland. I, th- I don't think I'll triple yeah. captain Harland in the in a. There might be a nice Salah one. The Salah with the one we thought we were going to get for Liverpool in twenty one was it? Could be Salah. I'm, it I won't think... be Salah though, will it? Who will it, it be? <laughs> I think I think I'm eyeing up Rashford in one of the United double games. Oh, it would be. It, 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 it. I mean, it's whether he still is playing the way he is in those fixtures. But obviously, he he could have a really nice double game week coming up. I think it's Palace and Leeds he could have. Yeah, Leeds as well. Then that would be yeah. lovely. Yeah, and you look at that and just because we play Palace twice in the league in like three weeks or something like that so I know it's coming up soon I think is it 22 maybe so I'm looking at that and thinking that could be a I really think I think Palace game. could do an all right job against United in terms of defensive structure but yeah Rashford terrifies mm. me as a Leeds fan like our defense is uh, since Bielsa was here we are not good at defending against talented individuals who are direct generally yeah. and that seems to just have carried on going we don't have good individuals in defense yeah. we saw the thin margins in luck this week as well I mean look at Rashford, if someone had captain Rashford this week, obviously they're very happy, but mm. Rashford almost went off injured yeah, you know, yeah. just, just before half time. And maybe when he got that knock, you know, saved in there. And then we've seen like things like Mitrovic and Saka, these really fine margins. I'd almost imagine me and Seb triple captain in Haaland this week, we won't be punished as much for that as we were for not picking Shaw last week when yeah. he got 15 points and whoever yeah, we got got a point or two. Yeah. I think it's really, really fine margins. Um, and also, just with City, City can look good at any time. So, you know, if, if City had blown Man United away, a lot of people would be wishing they had a triple captain on on Man City. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of overreactions. Like, a lot of people brought in Spurs players. Kane was suddenly really, really popular. 
despite being on one yellow card, all because they beat Palace, you know, four yeah. nil. Yeah. That that was a big reason behind it. So people's opinions change really, really fast as well. And form, as it were, could change, you know, mid game or mid, you know, mid double game week. Yeah. Just a couple of things on what you mentioned there as well. I loved what Eric Tan Hag came out and said after uh, Rashford looked injured. He hurt his hip, didn't he? And he came out and said he's got to get used to that. He's got to get used to taking knocks and playing games still for like for 90 minutes. And I love that because I thought this is a player that we're thinking about maybe triple captain or captain in double game weeks. And the managers literally come out and said, even if he gets knocks, he, he's going to be playing. and He's got to get used to it, which I thought was quite nice. He's not going to be that protected player that says oh you've, you've had a slight knock come off like he's going to be on for those minutes which is yeah. lovely that can only help his x minutes hopefully question for you as a magic sponge yeah oh, sorry sorry rich no that was it just oh. it just reminds me of like the 90s <laughs> when my granddad would talk about a player got injured like a player would break their leg and he'd be like yeah. i'll just get the magic sponge give him an orange yeah. it's that yeah. kind of mentality <laughs> don't build them like they used to yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> permanent brain damage is the thing we used to just deal with in my day balls were harder <laughs> in both ways um andy uh, as a man united fan question yeah. for you on so veghorst i think has yeah. signed yeah 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 i think he's, been announced he's six million isn't he yeah yeah i think so so mm. we've seen rashford move up front towards mm. the end of games yeah. uh as martial's gone off mm-hmm. and if i'm not mistaken someone will fact check me but like in the last match i think he scored his goal from that position and yeah. he has got a few from being up front since the restart mm-hmm. do we think with there now being another striker option i don't know if it really damages rashford that much because he can produce from the wing yeah but do we think there's a little knock on there could do it depends how they want to play it because obviously they're getting workhorse in just because of his height that, that's literally what he wanted he wanted a striker that could come on be massive and do knock on. So in in some ways it could actually help Rashford because who's he going to be knocking it down for and who's he going to be having that effect on? It's probably going to be Rashford that he's knocking it down to. Um, as soon as Rashford goes into the middle, it's probably Garnacho that comes on as well, and he's you know that tricky little winger that loves getting to the byline and crossing it in. So I I don't see it being a massive impact on Rashford. I see it helping yeah. him because I see us having more of an impact in the last 10, 15 minutes when you've got tired defences and you've got Weghorst coming on, as long as he's interested uh, and kind of knocking the ball on, things like that. So if anything, I think it can help him. Um, obviously, we want Rashford to be in all those dangerous places, but with the form he's in, I mean, Weghorst isn't going to go in and, and take up all the space that Rashford's Rashford's got. So I, I think it would be fine, to be honest. I, th- I think, if anything, it will help him because you still need that attacking threat up top as well. And I think Weghorst is going to hopefully supply a little bit of that. So, yeah, I, I can only see it really being a benefit. And Martial, like a, a minute's... I say a minute's risk, but it might almost be a minute's help to him because it's not like he plays much longer than an hour anyway. No, exactly. I, th- I think, yeah, I think it hurts Martial quite a bit. Um, I don't think either would be an option for me moving forward just because I'd be worried looking to see which one was playing. Um, yeah, so I'd... I'd, I'd, I'd think it does hurt Martial personally. Um, Rich, you mentioned Saka as well. I know we've got a few things to talk about with points here, but this is because we've had so many controversial things. Saka's assist, straight away I saw it and thought, I mean, he's, it was obviously a cross. It wasn't a, it wasn't a shot. Fair enough that it was taken away. Were you expecting it to stay on there? I thought it was an assist, but obviously I'm very, very biased because I, because I own Saka. But I think something I think with this game, and I have been annoyed in the past with Bowen. Bowen's had some of the most ridiculous assists I've ever seen. Mm. I, I don't feel like this was one of those. You know, he's clearly you know put it in a dangerous area, and the balls ended up in the back of the net. And in this game, there's not many ways to get points. As in, yeah. you know, goals and assists are pretty rare when you compare it to like NFL or basketball or 
any other fantasy game. Yeah. I feel like they should give the benefit of the doubt so that the game's more fun and, yeah. you know, the, there's more points there. Because what does a Loris own goal really achieve? Yeah. Um, Spurs players just lose their clean sheets. Not many people have Loris. Saka, Saka deserved it. Saka created the goal. That, yeah. That's the way That's the way I see it. But yeah, it wouldn't have happened without him. It? And it's annoying as well because, I mean, I think Saka's brilliant and he's only, I can't believe he's only 12% effective yeah, ownership in the top 10K. Yeah. And it's not going to last. It's not going to last. You know, people are going to be buying him because of that and ahead of the double. Yeah. So you've got that small window for us Saka owners to, to get the points. And yeah, that's why that's why I was disappointed. So what about Mitrovic then? Penalty against Newcastle. Double taps it. He hits it with his right foot, hits his left foot, goes in. I straight away thought retake. I, th- I was like, oh, they're, they're obviously going to retake this. The commentators thought that as well. Yeah. Then, yeah. no, no, no retake. And everybody was like, oh, so it's like it's never happened. And then about 10 minutes later, he gets a minus two for missing the penalty, even though he scored the penalty, but because the action of hitting the ball meant that he didn't score the penalty with that first touch. I I, I looked on the FPL website. I couldn't find any actual rule about this. And oh, it's, yeah. it seems a very grey area. I mean, so, I mean, for me, miss penalty is the correct call because he missed the penalty. It would be the same as like if he dribbled it into the net, you'd be like, well, you're not allowed to do that. And you don't just get to retake it because that's a foul. He Because he hit it twice, right? Same as hitting the post, you're not allowed to hit it again, right? You know, you have to, someone else has to touch it first. I think for me, at least, the issue, if that's the right word, is the ambiguity around it in terms of not necessarily in real football because the rule is relatively straightforward. Unlike that offside, the Rashford offside, Bruno offside thing. But I think in FPL, it's not necessarily, you know, in a game where we obviously receive points for one thing, lose them for another in a very binary fashion, it maybe could be laid out a little more clearly so that we knew what was happening in scenarios like that. Although it's kind of a niche edge case. So like, while you'd want it to be designed for that, I don't hate that it's not because that's not happening again this season, is it? But I think it was the right call. It's just the fact that people are questioning if it was the right call shows that maybe you have a problem with your implementation of said right call. Yeah. What happens? Because I thought of, this didn't I, happen. I know you're going to ask, yeah. No, uh, it's not the messy thing, but I will ask that. Oh, I, was gonna, <laughs> I well, thought that was a really good example, by the way. But I, I, yeah, because yeah. I did wonder with that. But I was also thinking, probably more relevant to that one, is what if he'd hit it with his, you know, he kicked it off the other foot and Pope, Pope had saved it. They wouldn't have even checked if he double tapped it. And Pope would have, got a penalty save i assume yeah but i guess so, so the penalty case, should have never counted so i guess so i agree with you but i guess in that case you'd say, you answered it yourself you said they wouldn't have checked therefore they wouldn't have seen that it was a double touch therefore it wasn't a double touch because it wasn't awarded as such you know a yeah. bit like saying again not to go to back back to the rashford and bruno one but before var before whatever say a goal is offside you'd go like oh well if only they checked that it would have been offside but they didn't so it wasn't yeah i uh, guess it's not that that's a satisfying answer but i guess that's the answer and, and I know, you know, um, Rich shared this video uh, on our um, chat about Messi doing it, where he, he passes it slightly. I think Henri and Pires did it as well, didn't they? Henri and yeah, Pires did it, where, you, where yeah. you slowly, you know, knock it forward just a little bit, and then the other guy yeah. comes in. So I can't remember which way round they did it. I think Pires was taking it, Henri took it. I can't remember which way round they did it. But would that count as a missed penalty then? So if they, I mean, would they get the assist? So I guess this is what I'm saying, penalty, like the So rules. they get one point. So I guess this is where I'm saying that like, the rules in FPL aren't clear because I guess they'll take it from Opta. So we'll see how Opta define that. And like, if someone knows the answer, please shout because I don't. Messi, so the difference is Mitrovic committed a foul, right? He touched it twice, which you're not allowed to do. Mm-hmm. 
Messi was allowed to do what he did, at least as the rule stood when he took it. He touched it once, which is fine. I guess he technically missed it, but he didn't miss it in terms of the goalkeeper making a save. And therefore he couldn't touch it again because the goalkeeper would have touched it and then you can touch it again. He didn't like put it wide or anything. So he missed it, but the ball was in play. Someone then scores. He got an assist. Now, as long as no other rules are broken, I know when the Henri one happened, there was a discussion around whether the ball had to move forward or something like that. Because yeah. on didn't Henri just? They, they I might be they, mistaken. They tried it it once, wasn't a pass, wasn't it? Just like a roll or something. Yeah, they, and they tried were like, it once. "Oh, did he move the ball?" Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or was that because there's free there's free kick ones as well? Well, like, there has to be a whole revolution of the ball or something like that. So, if that so those happened, questions aside, I'm guessing the FPL he would miss a penalty and get an assist. Yeah. So he get one point. I think so. Yeah. Or it could come down to intent, I suppose. Yeah. A bit like they do with the <laughs> with the assists. Like, what's the intent? But yeah, it would be good. Like, if Seb said they had these rules written down. To, to be honest, the Mitrovic one, I can understand. I mean, if, you know, he has technically, he's had a, he's had a penalty. He's had a chance to score a penalty and he's missed it. So I calmed yeah. down on that a little bit. <laughs> but Saka, it, it was the combination. That yesterday was absolutely crazy how all these things happened. Like back to back, the 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 Mitrovic one was brilliant as well because Andreas Pereira was holding the ball, and it well, was, that like, was the other oh, term. Yeah. It was like, oh, Mitrovic is off Penzen. Oh no, Mitrovic has got it back. Yes, he scored. Oh no, he hasn't scored. <laughs> People not watching the game, if they were just on Twitter, would have been, oh, Mitrovic isn't on penalties. They'd have probably yeah. thrown their phone down, then checked, and he's missed the penalty. <laughs> the first I heard of it, I was in a garden centre. The first I heard of this was you WhatsApping us, Rich, being like, I'm done. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm done. I think, oh. was it, could you, didn't you go something like, oh, Mitch, when I reply going, oh, no, what? <laughs> <laughs> we get that every week at the moment. Uh, right. So, Literally. yeah, um, I think that's the longest we've ever been on the points uh, section right i know you've do... had my team up for far too long yeah. i have it's been lovely <laughs> yeah. uh there he is harlan with his six points um did you hear that a Lionel messi trading card recently sold for over five hundred thousand dollars on golden auctions golden is the leading and most trusted destination for some of the most significant pieces of sport and pop culture collectibles and better yet it's not just for high ticket items golden's new always on marketplace and weekly auctions start at just five dollars That means collectors of all kinds can enjoy the same quality, convenience and seamless user experience that Golden is known for. Whether you're looking to buy, sell, grade or vault, Golden has something for everyone and is your one-stop destination for the love of collecting. Looking to buy a collectible? Great idea. While the S&P 500 fell by an average of nearly 20%, collectibles like trading cards actually increased in value. Looking to sell a collectible? Now is the time to do it. Golden is offering all sellers up to 50% off marketplace fees before February 17th. Head over to golden.co to get started. That's G-O-L-D-I-N dot C-O. So let's have a look at uh, some pre-wildcard stats for some players. So I think we probably put this up while we were looking at our wildcard 17 team. So these are the stats of uh, people before the World Cup. Uh, so this is all the best players, basically. They're, they're, they're points they're getting um, uh, per 90. So we've got Haaland at the top, then Kane, Trippier, Almiron, De Bruyne, Tony, Salah, Trossard, Madison, Martinelli, Rodrigo, Odegaard, Foden, Saka and Saliba. Now, for me, I'm looking at that list and I'm thinking, yeah, for me, they are basically the, the best performing players so far this year. But I, in my head... I'm still thinking these are the best performing players this year in FPL. And actually, things have changed a little bit, haven't they, Seb? Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I guess you, these are the best performing players because it's a list of the best performing players. But I know what you mean. Yeah. So we haven't done any X this or X that. This is just just your points 
and points per 90 um, before the World Cup. And as you say, this is probably a list of the players you should have owned if you wanted to perform well so far. Uh, we did in the next table have a look at a very, very small sample size, but we've tried to we've tried to make something of it in a moment, which is post World Cup. So a lot of this obviously is relying on minutes. So, for example, you know, there's some players that we might expect. And then there's your Tim Ream with, mm. you know, he's what? seventh sixth in that table uh but he's got 450 minutes because he played a double and i believe he's got a goal so of course he's quite high because it's only three or four weeks to go on um but what you asked when we put put this together andy was effectively how is the pre and post world cup player form shaping up and i think like we say reem and Aurier and people like that we maybe can discard but maybe there's something interesting to take from our trippiers our rashfords i'm not sure on marge so i'd be interested mm. on what you think but odegaard sure uh, before we move on, I'll hand back over to you. But what we have done in a second is just combine that into something hopefully a little bit interesting. Yeah. I mean, Rich, when we're looking at this straight away, it does for me show up that a lot of those players that were performing really, really well before the World Cup aren't on this table because they're not... We thought someone like Harlan Salah, they didn't have a World Cup. We thought that'd be lovely for them. We thought they'd be rested, they'd come in and they'd hit the ground running. They're not on this table. They're not on the, the top performing players at the moment. Could be to do with fixtures, could be to do with other things. But you're looking at this list and, and it's not names I was expecting to see before our, our wildcard. No, it's not. I, I mean, they, they've not had penalties. Yeah. At all. I mean, Salah's not had any. They do make a huge, huge difference. Like yeah. Salah to not have a single penalty. And even before the World Cup, Haaland was... It was very popular at the time, you know, Haaland the every week captain. But he was kind of padding out his numbers with penalties, mm-hmm. he did have a couple of blanks and penalties, you know, just prior to the World Cup. But I still think he's brilliant. And it's it's just a really small sample. I mean, looking at this, we, we're back in, you know, James Ward-Prowse always occasionally pops up on these things, doesn't he? And yeah. he, he'll end up finishing on, what, 150 points or probably probably more than that, actually, Yeah. Um, by the end of the season. Um, obviously, it's clear, see, looking at Rashford, Odegaard's been, he was brilliant before the World Cup as well. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not. It's interesting not seeing Almiron. We talked a lot about him, you know, in the in the early early episodes after the World Cup. Yeah. Um. And there was a lot of people really, really, you know, bullish on on going for Almiron. But I mean, this shows I there's was... a lot of good midfield options that there as well. Mm. Well, go on then. So uh, Almiron. I mean, I, I'm. They've got nice fixtures, and Almiron is still one of their key players. But his stats are dropping off, aren't they? He, he's taking less shots. He's getting less xG. I know he was scoring great goals as well which didn't help him before and that was always everyone's argument but I, I still don't think I'm going to ditch Almiron I know there's loads of midfielders there that we like but we've all got so many other fires like a, a player that's starting every game and is playing for a, one of the best four teams in the league he's not a an instant sell for me Rich no no I, I do agree with that I think I'd find it difficult if I had him to sell him he's obviously playing for a very good team they've mm. still got good fixtures it's worth saying, and again, it's a small sample. He obviously scored straight after the World Cup. He scored after about five minutes yeah. in that Leicester game, didn't he? And it, it was like, oh, I went on Twitter. It's like, Miggy. Like, that was everywhere. Every single tweet It's about him. <laughs> yeah. And but then his, the, yesterday was his first shot on target since that goal. Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, it shows he's, you know, he's not getting many points. And there are good, good options as well. Um, mm. I mean, I still like players like Martinelli more than yeah. now we're on. I mean, if I recall, Almiron, when we looked at him before the before the restart, he was running at something like, was it like 0.45 XGI per 90, which is 
good. I think I said last week, like anything above 0.4 is fine. Obviously, as price goes up, you'd rather have 0.6 or so. It's good. It's fine. He deserved his place in the top, however many. But he was also scoring a, full, a few worldies. It's not a giant surprise that he's going to go a few weeks without scoring worldies because by definition you don't score them very often and so he drops off this i think the attraction is that he's still sub six million i think and he's got a lot of points and he doesn't have terrible numbers or he has good numbers to back that up so i don't think we're expecting him to necessarily challenge with well i mean even rashford obviously he's a you know only about a million more but he's probably a, a step up in terms of quality and we're certainly not expecting him to challenge say arsenal city even your salas long term but during patches, I think he can, and it's the price, it's the value that is attractive with someone like that. Yeah, but then you I... compare him to like the Arsenal midfielders, and you look at Newcastle have had pretty yeah. good fixtures. I know they had to play Arsenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, Arsenal's last three games have been Brighton away, Newcastle at home, Tottenham away. That's you know, it's really not surprising the Arsenal assets aren't really showing up in this. Yeah, yeah. but they they are putting up the points. I so... mean, over the season, Arsenal, we think the game has been underpriced in general. And even if it wasn't, Arsenal weren't priced as leading the league by half a dozen or more points. So it's not a surprise we find value there. And I think their midfield, those three in particular, have been brilliant. Yeah. We're going to talk about Arsenal uh, for our next section as well. So we've got Odegaard up there. Trippier, we've already mentioned, is just probably the best asset in the game this year. Um, If you have a look through the points that he's accrued so far this year, it's absolutely ridiculous how consistent he is for returns for bonus for for everything so far it's since, so since boring though isn't it it like, is because I, I, like I don't want to sound negative but owned, everyone's got when him. are when <laughs> yeah. are we captaining him yeah well yeah um, <laughs> i mean i feel he, like uh, i feel like i'm never going to with foresight but in hindsight i wish i'd done every single week <laughs> i mean i was i was loving life when mitrovic scored the pen or i thought he scored the pen because i thought well i'm only owning trippier so actually him scoring is worth way more to me than you know trippier doing anything but um but yeah trippier's obviously up there sure as well the one player I did want to talk about on here, because a lot of people are starting to talk about him and are very, very worried about owning him. He's been a bit of a hero for me this year. Tony's there at the bottom. If you're <laughs> on Mitrovic, that, that switch to Tony must be so tempting. Obviously, he's got that ban that's that's potentially going to happen. Um, I was looking into this quite a bit, and this could take all year. He, he could not be banned all year. It could literally happen at the end of the season, or it could happen in a couple of weeks. The uncertainty's there, but Seb, he's having an incredible season. He's on pens, he doesn't miss yeah. pens, he gets bonus. Lovely. Hey, he's, he's a great player and he uh, he bets on himself to score each week, doesn't he? But I think... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think for me, it's reminiscent of that Diego Costa. Remember the yellow card? Where I was like, it was coming, yeah, it was coming yeah. for so long yeah. and it never did. Maybe... And I, I, I'm not smart enough to solve this. Um, I've... I mean, he's not appearing when I'm looking to try and solve my team, both via a solver or just myself, it's not like he's jumping up there instead of Haaland or something, but he is very, very good for his price and and good for a more expensive price as well. But I think with that risk of the ban and with the uncertainty over when it could come, it just adds that little bit that means I kind of, maybe I kind of automatically set him aside. Mm. And maybe I'm wrong to do that. I think that's what you're suggesting, right? I'm probably making a mistake there. I, I... Because if the ban wasn't there, I think he'd be the the second, third most owned striker in the game because of what he's done so far with his next three fixtures as well, although he's had one now. They're lovely as well. I think it's literally just that, but it means that if you're happy to go for it, you've got, I think he's 10% owned, something like that. He's something ridiculous. You've got a, a, a person that's on pens, gets bonus and all that. I mean, Rich, 
obviously I brought him in instead of Kane. I know we were in a chat and you said, why is Tony becoming a thing all of a sudden this week again? Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you have any temptation? No, I mean, you mentioned that. I'd been at work all day on Friday. Yeah. I logged into Twitter and suddenly you were, you were talking about Tony loads. There were loads of people on Twitter talking about buying Tony. Yeah. I couldn't work out why. And obviously after the deadline, I realised it's because of all the injuries. There's not mm. many strikers now. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of people had Mitrovic and Haaland already. So like yourself, you went, we went for Tony. So it was a great, great pick. Um, I think obviously if they didn't have this ban looming over him, I think a lot of us probably would have gone for him when Mitrovic was potentially injured in game week 17. Yeah. Maybe Tony would have been a lot more popular then. Yeah. Um, I'm starting to think though, I love Tony as a pick. Mm. I'm just starting to think that not many strikers around at the moment. So would people be looking to go for Tony or would they be looking to move to five midfielders? Yeah. If they hadn't got got that already, because it is a risk. If you go for Tony and then he suddenly gets banned, there might not be many many places to go. Yeah. So, yeah, I like him, but I I think I prefer having five five midfielders. I guess the think, question is Mitrovic or Tony. Yeah. Do you think there's also I guess he's got good fixtures. Oh, he's in the middle of some good fixtures now, which maybe makes the risk of the ban a bit more attractive because you get good fixtures in return. Mm-hmm. But do you think maybe there's a bit of we're very focused on doubles, blanks, you know, potential doubles, potential blanks. And in that, I think, as it currently stands, he's only likely to lose fixtures. Uh, off the top of my head, I might be wrong there. But obviously he isn't, you know, maybe either he isn't quite cheap enough to be like an enabler or if we're looking at other people, we're looking at maybe how do I get to Martial? How do I get to Nketiah when they get their double? You know, how do I keep Haaland? How do I get Kane? So maybe he's just in that awkward middle ground where we're not looking at him. No, I think you're right. And then there's also options like Ferguson, who I'm sure we'll talk about later on. You know, you could come come right down. So, yeah, I do like him as a pick. But, yeah, I think people are saving it for double game weeks. People are saving transfers for double game weeks where possible. Yeah, And I mean, that's leading all of our transfers, really, because I feel like if it wasn't for doubles, people might have not gone for someone like Shaw. They might have gone for Botman. I know, you know, I would have or Dan Byrne or something. But people, there are some people with two Newcastle defenders at the moment, but not many just because of the doubles, because they might. And the blank. They're probably going to blank in, yeah, in 25. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, these blanks and doubles do force our transfers a little bit. So. yeah. And majority of the time, rightly so. Like, you know, it, it's yeah. only the odd occasion where you go, oh, I wish I would have done that, or I wish I would have gone As for the yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or Kukurea, yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, if people are worried that we haven't spoken about March, we are well aware he's top of uh, in terms of points scored since the World Cup, but we've got a Brighton section coming up, so we will talk about him then. Um, Seb, talk us through then. So we've put those two tables together to give us a kind of... Uh, overview as to who's underperformed and overperformed based on what they did post world cup yeah i think that makes sense yeah so yeah but like 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 we said this 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 section came from andy um wanted to sort of investigate whether we could you know identify any players that have improved or 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 gotten worse since the world cup so we tried to make obviously we know it's a small sample so we tried to make this next bit a little bit useful so what i did is i took that initial table we had which is you know top scorers from before the world cup which obviously is mostly the top scorers in the game uh, and looked at how they changed post world cup but i did add three players in which i think was march shaw and kepper because they were some of the top performers in the post world cup that i thought maybe had the best chance of keeping it up weren't you know your sort of your reams and your orias or whoever that i mean maybe i'll be wrong maybe that's what i'm doing poorly but i don't think we're going to be considering them so hopefully this is a nice mix between reflexivity you know we're looking to maybe respond to too little data but 
is isn't that what FPL is about? But also hopefully with a bit of backing of things we already know. So Haaland, we can see there obviously is top. This is ordered ordered by total points per ninety so far in the season. So Haaland, of course, is top. And pre World Cup, which is the second column there, he was doing brilliantly. He was still top. Uh, but he was even better. His total is now down to nine point four one points per ninety. Before the World Cup, Haaland was at ten point six nine. And post-World Cup, that has been cut in half to 5.75, which is the difference of nearly negative five. And that obviously explains why his overall has dropped below what it was before the World Cup. So nothing, I would say, to panic about too hard yet. You know, that's quite a quite a large bounce. And if you want to talk about regressing to means based on this table, which would be very dodgy, but maybe there's a little bit of room to make up. But second there is Trippier, who was second for per 90 total anyway. Uh, Odegaard obviously is there just behind as well, just behind Kane, uh, very close to him. But he's really improved post-World Cup, as we saw in the previous table, as has Odegaard. And then your man Tony is mm. there as well. One last player to call out before I'll hand over to you two, uh, or two, I guess, actually, Rashford. But we know that, right? You know, he was his total is 6.22. Pre, he was just under five. Post, he's just below 10, right? So he's right over there with Trippier, nearly double Haaland. But I think we know that from how he's been performing. But KDB is losing nearly as much as Haaland, nearly four and a half points per 90. They're down from a total of 6.1, which pre-World Cup was 7.17 points per 90. Post, 2.75, which is a lot worse than even Haaland himself. And I think owners have felt that. I think KDB has played well, actually. He's probably one of the few in their attack who has looked not dissimilar to when City have been at their best, but maybe been unfortunate not to get the points, but still hasn't got the points. So what do you two make of this? Is there anything we can maybe take away from this to to learn and improve my awful, awful rank? <laughs> what do you think, Rich? I do find it difficult with the with the small sample, like yeah. I, I do. Um, I mean, it shows, I mean, March has just exploded out of nowhere. I, th- I feel like, I mean, I don't know enough about Brighton when you compare me to like Joe or Az or anything, but I feel like he used to play wing back a lot, wasn't he? He was like yeah. reverse out yeah, of position. He, yeah, yeah. And now he is playing in a front three. So, like, and I even looked at how old he was. I didn't even know how old he was. He's 28, I believe. Yeah. Um, so, I, I do think I need to not be too skeptical on him. You know, I want to look at him properly. But again, the potential blank in 25 puts me off making that decision. And we've obviously got like McAllister, who's who's not in this list. Um, who's 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 on penalties again? I'm going into Brighton when we're not even not when we're not even on Brighton. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I March, I'm just going to consider. I think that's my main thing from this. I'm going to consider it. I just don't think it's the right time for Brighton yet because of that blank. I See, I, I look at it a bit. And I, I'm looking at... You look at the players that aren't performing as well as they were before, and it's City and Liverpool. And the players that are performing well are the Arsenals and, and Uniteds and, <laughs> and Newcastles. And I'm just wondering whether we're not reacting to the season that we're actually playing as opposed to knowing that City and Liverpool were historically great assets. And I don't like, I'm looking at it and thinking like, we said, didn't we, when we went after the um, World Cup and we said, do we just get triple Arsenal, triple Newcastle, stop getting all these players like Chelsea, we had, you know, triple Chelsea and things like that. And we were like, do we just respond to the season we're actually playing? And I'm wondering whether enough of us aren't aren't doing that. I don't know. Seb's going to destroy me here. (laughs) Before we started recording, my wild card, before we wildcarded, I was on triple Newcastle defence and triple Arsenal attack. And yeah, yeah I'd oh, obviously no. like to be on that because Newcastle have kept so many clean sheets. Yeah. But I, I guess the points, you know, FPL points do relate as well to how teams, you know, the, 
the points that actual teams are getting. So obviously yeah. Man United are winning, Liverpool aren't winning. So you'd expect the Man United players to get more points. I do feel like there's some popular assets who've, who've got a little bit lucky. Um, I mean, Shaw, for example, mm. like obviously he's been playing left left centre back a lot. People were saying he's good for bonus. He he was doing well for bonus, and then suddenly he appears at left back unexpected yeah. and scores a rare goal. So I don't. I feel like Shaw was being overhyped a little bit. So it's all right, though, pal. So instead of getting those 15 points, I rolled my transfer. So like, yeah. you know, I'll get those in the future, right? That's how this You're works. the real winner. You're yeah, the... <laughs> I thought so. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> it just, I think my point is over over a really small sample. These are obviously going to be yeah. inflated. Yeah. Like I feel like I bought Shaw in this week kind of reluctantly, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did the same. Because of his price. You know, he's more expensive. Obviously, Martinez didn't even start the game in the end, so... Glad, yeah, glad I'd, I did. Uh, I'd thought about Martinez. I think that was, you know, obviously I think both of us have dropped down since the World Cup. So, of course, we're maybe going to focus on our poor luck rather than our good luck. But I I was quite close to going Martinez because I was like, oh, I'll bank, you know, I'll roll a transfer, I'll bank those funds. I mean, I know it was only two points, but, you know, I'm happy to have someone who probably is going to play twice this week as opposed to isn't. Yeah. Um, I think on this, and I'm not by any means going to rip apart what you were saying, Andy, I, I don't think I could. <laughs> um, but the comment in the chat, which I think I don't mean to call out, but I think it's a nice a nice lens through which to view this uh addison chang says form is more superior and important than fixtures this season i think there's a few things there um firstly I guess, on. I guess it's right though like you know on the surface it's right but it's obviously only right in hindsight and i think the thing that is a really interesting struggle for all of us no matter how well you're doing in fpl is separating you know you can phrase it however you want and I, i'll probably lack the eloquence to put this intelligently but separate decision and outcome or foresight and hindsight or you know one bias from another bias and logic and all that and the truth is the way we are built as humans you can't do that like you know i'm i'm a big fan of at least for my own game trying to do that and i fail awfully like the reason i own foden is because i was a leeds fan that's the whole reason and he's he's caused me so many problems not only has he taken the sacker points away from me but he took a city spot that could have been de bruyne and so on and so forth so even though i try and play in that way i've utterly failed and us as humans, you know, our brains are built to fall for those biases. That's why they exist. That's why they work. Unfortunately, they just don't work for FPL. And I think the interesting challenge is it's a bit like the Trippier captain conversation or the should we just have triple Newcastle? Should we have triple Arsenal? And the interesting thing from these tables is there aren't many people who doubled since we restarted. You now, all those players we we're thinking about getting, they don't appear very high on here. They don't even appear high on the post-World Cup table, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, which I think is really interesting. But does that mean we were wrong to look at people who had two fixtures and sometimes good fixtures? Or were we just wrong in this one scenario when the dice fell in a certain way? You know, in this in this version of the multiverse we were playing FPL in, were we wrong this time or were we always wrong? And I think separating those two things and working out how you should make your decision next time is the bit about FPL that interests me. It's the hardest bit. And you'd say it's the people who have good rank histories probably do well, but even that is, it's hard to ascertain whether that is mostly fortune, mostly skill, somewhere in between. And to round this up, I don't really have a useful answer, unfortunately, but I think that's the fun for me, at least, right? Trying to separate those things and work out which is which. Yeah, lovely. Right. Um, we're going to move on <laughs> lovely, to... Right. <laughs> lovely, right. Uh, lovely. I've just realised we're spending a lot of time on different sections here and we've got a few other bits to go through. So... We've got the uh, the Arsenal table up now because um, before we, we came on the stream, Rich said, I hope we talk about Arsenal because they're the best team in the league. <laughs> and, they, and they literally are. They're, they're eight points clear at the top of the table. Um, they've got 
just assets leaking out of their team. It's just ridiculous how many assets you'd want to own. Yeah, I only own two, and I always bench one. So I, I look at it and think, I own Martinelli, who looked... When I was watching the game last night, he was not the Arsenal player I wanted to own, if that makes sense. I've got White, who's always first on my bench. I know very few people out there who have three Arsenal who play them every single week. Rich, I think you might be one of them. Um, Except but, I bench Gabriel, but yeah. yeah. I've had triple Arsenal since God knows when. I, a long I, time. <laughs> I mean, do, is it as simple, Rich, as just saying you need to get, like, use your transfer, your next transfer you use, whether it's this week or next week, get an Arsenal player in, get get an Odegaard in, get a, get a, a Saka in or whatever player you don't have and just keep him in your team till the end of the year. I think they've been a bit a bit like we've had with we were talking about the Newcastle defenders like trying to bring another Newcastle defender in. Mm. The circumstances have made it very very difficult to do that, and I think the same has happened with Arsenal assets because even like this week people might have been looking to get rid of Mount, yeah. but they've probably gone for like a Mares or someone instead instead of jumping straight to straight to an Arsenal mid. Yeah, but I mean my rank's been plummeting and I've got triple Arsenal, so it's it's getting the right ones as well. Yeah, because. I had triple attack before the you know before project restart uh, not project restart um, <laughs> after the World Cup what was project restart that was after COVID wasn't it oh god yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah moving don't on. say um, that you've just triggered some people yeah <laughs> oh, next slide no um so I had triple yeah triple Arsenal attack and then you had weird stuff like Reese Nelson hauling so mm. I think it's important to get three and then just stick to it yeah now yeah. what was interesting is let's talk FPL. I didn't even realise this, but let's talk FBO Andy pointed out to me the other day on Twitter that Gabriel has the same XG as Bruno Fernandes across the season. Yeah. Yeah. So I was actually quite scared benching Gabriel. So maybe I should be grateful he only got five points. Yeah. Yeah. Because he got that late book. He's under so far as XG, I know that. Yeah. But it is ridiculous. You could literally pick, there's about eight or nine of their assets that you could, that you could pick. Mm-hmm. I feel yeah. happy with probably not eight or nine. People were talking about Zaka a few Five weeks six, ago, but say, I think yeah. that would be a bit, a bit That's of a, a waste. value thing, isn't it? But I think yeah. I think on, on Gabriel, there's an interesting one. I was putting this together. The he's on 85 points, White's on 84. Assuming I've copied that correctly, all of this goes without saying. If you spot an error, please shout because it's, it's very likely. But uh, and Saliba's probably outscoring him. Yeah, I think yeah, Saliba somehow. was. I've not included him with this, actually, but in the previous right. ones, he was the highest of those defenders, I believe. Um, although he's now more expensive than Gabriel, so I don't know if that makes sense anymore. Um, he scored a couple of, like, low XG, whatever. You know, all, all corners are low XG, but he scored a couple of goals that we wouldn't necessarily expect to repeat. Right. And he's on four yellows, I think. He's been on that for a while. Oh, is he? Yeah, oh, he yeah. Same as Saka, I believe. Fair. But yeah, the interesting thing on Gabriel and White was they're very similar in points. But if you look at obviously how that may have come in terms of XG per 90, XA per 90, they've all sort of reversed. We spoke about XA and XG a few weeks ago with Trippier and Gabriel, how obviously one is worth more than the other. A lot of White's points have been coming through bonus so far, actually only a smidge above Gabriel here. But it seems like a more of a trickle where like every week I swear like White is just ahead of Gabriel in the bonus because I'm obviously I'm watching that and Pip's therefore one or two more points. Maybe Gabriel gets a yellow. But I think there were a couple of times where Gabriel scored from a corner and he goes and gets his 15-point haul. So despite them being very close on points, it's interesting how those points come in different ways. And I benched Gabriel for one of his corner goals when he got 15-odd points. So even though he's got 85 points, the White's 84, I haven't seen that. I am probably behind on a Gabriel pick compared to like a White pick. So it's interesting how that can fall, I think. Yeah, I mean, 
Rich, if we're looking at Arsenal now and saying you're probably going to own one defender and two midfielders, if you if you were going to triple up on them, which two out of Odegaard, Saka and Martinelli would you own? That's what I've been asking myself. Um, I honestly wouldn't have a problem with going for three. And I'd even throw in Katia in there. Hmm. I, as in as in not having the defender and going for three three attackers. Now, hmm. I'm on Martinelli and Saka. And I'm quite happy with that. I think I do still prefer Martinelli to Odegaard. Yeah. I know that... I mean, even that goal yesterday, Odegaard, you know, I assume it was low XG, a low XG chance. Yeah. And obviously he's playing very, very well, very involved. I just really do like Martinelli. And it wasn't that long ago. Everyone was talking about Martinelli, you know, what a bargain he is, blah, blah, mm. blah. Has Odegaard really displaced that? We also don't 100% know if Martinelli's going to share some penalties with Saka. Yeah. There's little things like that. I mean, I wouldn't, if someone wants to go for Odegaard, I wouldn't, you know, you know, take the piss out of them for it. You know, I feel like you could pick any of them and I justify I wouldn't do it. Martinelli to Odegaard, and I wouldn't pick Odegaard ahead of Saka. But if we started again now, which I guess we kind of did with the restart, but ignore yeah. that, I might go Odegaard, Odegaard and Saka rather than Martinelli and Saka, if that makes yeah. sense. It's it's hard as well. Like Spurs just... They were they were not good against Arsenal, and Saka had so much joy against Sessegnon. Like in the first ten minutes, it was like, oh god, this is going to be a slaughter against them all all night. And Odegaard, I think he had a couple minutes before his goal, he got left in that space again, and they and they managed to block it. But they they just played into their hands, and I wouldn't obviously use that. Obviously, they drew against Newcastle. That was a that was a, a good game to you know two top four teams. But yeah, it's it's a really interesting one. I do think Rich is spot on. I, I, and, and Seb's also said it. I, I wouldn't be moving from one Arsenal player to another. I think I would be getting another one in if I had one. But I say that and Seb, everything I've said so far has been about ignore everything, just get these Arsenal players in. <laughs> They've got Man United next. So do we wait a week? <laughs> I, I mean, I probably will because I could do Foden to Saka and I think I probably would hold off for a week. But we know how that's been going for me so far. So if you, uh, if you want to avoid someone who's doing poorly, do the opposite. But... <laughs> Man United defended very well so far. It is Arsenal at home. They've been pretty strong in every fixture, including at home. Um, I'd say hold off, but as you know, there's a decent chance they return. It's not like we have two already, so I don't know if a third is necessary. I feel like as well, just before we move on, I should just explain, because there's a few updates on this table to what we've done before. So it's a similar sort of idea to what we've been showing the last few weeks. The idea is kind of trying to progress this from like, just looking at like say you know goals and assists but even then just xgxa to something a bit more useful that we can then turn into a more powerful decision making tool obviously the end goal here well not the actual end goal but what we're suggesting is a model those exist there's rate my team there's fpl review please go use those they're they're much smarter than what we'd have here this is sort of just a bit of a show you're working so we've added a few things compared to the last few weeks which is the bonus per 90 you can see there also some clean sheet expectations. That's only based on clean sheets so far. So not XG and all that XGA because I didn't have time. So it's a very rough and ready. So we do have the expected uh, offensive points per 90, which we had last time we looked at this. And I just added, therefore, the expected number of points minus appearance uh, numbers. So 1.2 point for turning up and all that per 90. So in theory, this is a very rough, probably quite off the true number if you were to use a proper model how many points would expect these players to put up per 90 of course that means you need to assess minutes uh, yourself for example jesus does very very well here 
and he doesn't believe he can convert them, which is a valid criticism. If he's not good at finishing, fair enough. If we have evidence for that, we know he's injured, of course, so you wouldn't go and pick Jesus. Uh, and Odegaard does come out very strongly here. Again, assuming I've got the inputs correct, which I'd love people to check. And I think the interesting thing, just before I uh, wrap that up, is the XG per 90, Odegaard versus Martinelli, because we were discussing those two. Their assist per 90 is 0.27 and 0.24, respectively. But their XG is 0.3 and 0.23, respectively. So Odegaard versus Martinelli. While there's not a huge difference there, I think we'd mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, it does surprise me that Odegaard actually has such a goal threat as he does. Mm. And maybe that should push him a little higher in our thinking. Because I don't know about you, but for me, I sort of default to him being the creator. But he does have a goal threat. Yeah, no, I like it. It's... um. I, yeah, I, I I love the table. I think we're we're kind of growing as we as we go, aren't we? So since we've been going, obviously Seb took a lot of feedback in, didn't you? And you changed the tables a bit, and we're we're trying to just just change yeah. them as we go. But it is really really interesting with Arsenal. I think they've like we said they've got United next week. I'm not sure how that game's going to go. I think it's going to be extremely tight, to be perfectly honest. So in terms of getting an attacker in, it might be a tough ask and obviously a lot of people are going to be looking at Brighton next week as well um, and that moves us on oh I there should is, say sorry one, just one thing I want to throw Arsenal, on actually. oh go on go on go on so, sorry just, just just sorry just to say this. do you want to bring Arsenal there. back up yeah so there's there's 21-22 Smith Rowe from last season just for when he may come back into our consideration mm. but obviously very different season but I just wanted to point out why he's on there yeah. Sorry, Rich, over to you. No, that's right. I, j- I just wanted to mention, because obviously there is actually one reason to hold off on moving for Arsenal Arsenal defend, uh, sorry, midfielders. And that's obviously they've got the double in 23, but they've got a few players that are on four yellow cards, like I mentioned with Saliba. Mm-hmm. Someone in the chat points out Gabriel's on four yellows as well, and also Saka. Yeah. Because I, I guess one reason, if Saka wasn't on four yellow cards, maybe you could justify bringing him in because he's going to be the best captain Mm-hmm. Actually, you'll probably go for Haaland. We like, you know, know by... In, oh, that's why you're saying, wait, excuse me, yeah. In in the double game week 23. So, because it could be a thing, couldn't it? You could bring Saka in and then he gets suspended. Yeah. Although, what game would he miss? Because they just reset after so 19 games, doesn't it? Yeah, so this this would be their 19th fixture, So it wouldn't I actually believe. affect... It wouldn't affect so the double they, then. I mean, it would miss, obviously, if you brought him in, it would affect your team, but it wouldn't affect yeah. the double in 23. They would miss... Uh, would it be game yeah, 22, 22, but it would be their their 20th match. So it would only affect if a double was announced in the you know ahead of that double game week in 23. But it's still worth being still still worth being aware of. Yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, moving on to Brighton now. So Brighton are the talk of the town at the moment, aren't they? Uh, people are absolutely loving them. They they obviously did a uh, comprehensive uh, win this week against Liverpool as well. Won three nil. A lot of their assets that we have been looking at did well, but also one that we did have in our table last week, but we didn't highlight, which was Solly March. Um, That's on me. All of a sudden, <laughs> it's, it's fine. All of a sudden, though, we're looking at these players. I mean, we were talking about Arsenal having absolutely brilliant bargain players, but you look at this Brighton team and they're just, again, leaking opportunities here. You know, um, Ferguson, 4.5 million striker, got a goal. Uh, Matoma got an assist and looked dangerous all game. Trossard looks gone. Looks like he's out, he's out there. Probably won't be playing for Brighton again, but do they miss him? It didn't look like they did. Um, they're very good at doing that, Brighton. Very good at people leaving and then replacing them like for like very, very quickly. Um, Solly March obviously exploded at the weekend. Got two goals and assists. Two good goals as well. McAllister's still there. Estupanan's uh, there in defence as well. I mean, Seb, Talk us through your your thoughts about Brighton at the moment and if you're thinking about getting anybody in. 
Sure. So, so yes, yes, I am. I nearly yeah. got Ferguson as part of a different set of transfers, but isn't that always the way? Yeah. Um, I think I would wait because we know, oh, at least Ben Quellen says we don't believe they'd have doubles until potentially they blank first, I think. Yeah. So we could afford to hold off. Although they're a good team, they've got good fixtures, they've got very valuable, uh, well-valued players in FPL. So it's still a legit move. The one thing about this table, obviously it's last week's table, so it's one fixture fewer, so hence mm-hmm. 17 matches there. Ferguson, of course, has started twice now. His XGI per 90 has dropped to 0.68. That's the only real change. Everyone else is within 0.02 of the numbers here. The reason we've got up last week's numbers is A, because I'm lazy and didn't have time, but also it shows where we were at last week and how, obviously, someone like Ferguson, small samples are bad, it's changed quite a lot. Everyone else, it hasn't changed too much. March performed brilliantly but probably performed a lot better than we would expect from these numbers so far. So I don't blame anyone for not having him. And I think even now, I would probably go for, say, a Matoma, maybe even a McAllister, as we mm. discussed last week. And I would quite like a defender. I'm tempted by a Stepnian, maybe dunk for that security. What about yeah. you? Um, really interesting. I think, again, we've mentioned him already. I think it was Ben Krellin that said, just hold off potentially getting a Brighton defender. Because if you have Shaw... And you've got a Newcastle defender, you might have two, and you bring in a stupid as well. That's four of your defenders that might blank in that blank game week. And all of a sudden, you're looking at only having one defender. And depends who that defender is as well. Like they might blank, or it might be somebody with a bad fixture. So just be aware of that before you bring in a, a Brighton defender. And it's the same with their midfielders as well, obviously. Um, Rich, it has Solly March's performance this week made you consider him more than McAllister or Matoma? Because for me, Matoma was was top. It was Matoma that I think I wanted. But obviously, March has to be in our thoughts now. Where are you with all this at the moment? See, before this week, I had McAllister top if I was going to go for one. Yeah, because it's because of the penalties, because of all those comments, you know, about he was unhappy, I think, under Potter playing deeper. Mm. He's obviously had a great World Cup. And then we saw him, was it the Cup where he came on and scored a brace? Or... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was in the Cup, wasn't it? Um, so I think because of the penalties, I'm quite obsessed with penalties. He's still top of my list, mm-hmm. but I do feel like it'd be one of those ones I'll pay more for McAllister, and then but everyone on Twitter is going to go for Matoma, yeah, and then you know he's going to go on some ins- insane streak. Yeah. But like you said, where, where Ben Credin said about you know trying to wait and see what happens, that's what I'm trying to wait because I've got Dunk as well. So the yeah. most boring boring one on this on, on this list it does make me regret not having this stupid hand but or however, however you pronounce his name but it was just that security of starts yeah so i think if you if you put a gun to my head i would go for McAllister. but again i mean march you know i said i want to be open-minded with him but yeah. maybe i want to see a couple more games um see what kind of numbers he puts up and then then maybe i'll consider the saving yeah See, it's it's funny because I look at March and in fan team he's he's classed as a defender, so he's been absolute gold all year in terms of what what you're expecting him to do. And obviously, you know, two goals and that this this week, but um, it, yeah, it's been lovely. And uh, I I just look at this and think this is one of those things where everybody's going to go March now, and actually you've got a player like Matoma who's ju- he just looks electric when he's playing. Like if you watch him with him play, he looks absolutely brilliant. And then McAllister who's on pens as well. I think it's. I think it's still really close between all three of them. So I think, like Richard said, do your research on all three. Have a look at some of the the games that all three have played as well, and then take your pick from there. Don't just assume. Sorry, March got the you know got the brace this week. Let's just go for him. I think there is a chat to be had about all three of them. But 
for the fact that we've got three Brighton midfielders playing in an attacking team, uh, scoring goals, and they're all under five point five. It's just a gift, isn't it? It's in, it's interesting what you what you say about Infante him being as a defender because I think yeah. that's because he was playing this reverse out of position previously. It's why we've never ever really considered him. I mean, yeah. we might have not considered him anyway. But it's why it's not discussed about. But I do remember early in the season, Trossard against Gross, that was that was the big debate um, yeah. that people were having. So it does show, though, with Brighton, I know it's a different manager, but this can change so quickly. So you, you could go for one and, and regret it. So I, I wouldn't mind using this blank game week as an excuse to, to wait it out a little bit. Yeah, no, I like it. Right, uh, and then moving on to best team in the league, uh, Manchester United. Um, obviously, they they uh, got a, a lovely little win against Man City. I mean, battered them, didn't we? Really battered them. Um, uh, Rashford is still doing uh, incredibly well with um, with what he's been staying onside. Given, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and and Bruno doing the same as well. Uh, obviously, we talked about Bruno not that long ago. We just wanted to touch on this really, really quickly before we looked at our teams, just in terms of is there anybody that else that we're considering from them? I know before it was Rashford and Shaw, basically. They, they, were, the, they were the two players that we thought should be in teams. Um, Marshall, we've spoken about already in terms of will Weghorst uh, hurt him. But Bruno, um, what are we thinking, lads? Is Bruno now starting to come into our thoughts again, Seb? It's just the price still, isn't it? Um, and we want to know about penalties. I think he probably does have important penalties in the league mm. but you've got to say there's a 10 20 percent chance rashford could take any given penalty because yeah. there could be three one up or maybe he actually is on them now um so i don't think my thoughts have changed massively i own rashford i've now got sure i preferred dallow if he'd been confirmed to fit because i think well he's slightly cheaper which helps uh i think his attacking potential is slightly greater he's great for bonus as well but there's not a huge amount in it so the price was nice other than that Martial is probably the other one. Of course, there's the Veghorst question now. His per 90 numbers are slightly, again, this is like uh, like Brighton. This is from last week. So he's down to like 0.79 now, which we would expect to creep down because this was based on only a few minutes. Rashford is creeping up. He's on 0.54 now, XGI per 90 compared to this. Everyone else, again, is within 0.02. So it does a good job of showing us. But yeah, I think I'd be one defender, a Rashford, and maybe another. But with Martial's fitness with Vercors maybe taking some minutes, with Fernandes being a bit expensive. I don't know if I grab a third, at least not until some sort of fixtures layout makes mm. a lot of sense. What about you, Rich? What, what, what do you think, Rich, in terms of if it is a double game week coming up? Do you think if we own Rashford and Shaw, do you think Bruno's an essential buy? What's interesting is I was just flicked back and looked at Matoma's stats. Yeah. <laughs> and Matoma has better XG and XA than <laughs> Fernandes. It's just <laughs> Fernandes might have penalties. You've been waiting for this, haven't you? You've been waiting for the year I actually, when Bruno dropped. I, I, see, I see it in your eyes. <laughs> I actually almost went for Bruno um, instead of going for Mares. Yeah. So I, I did consider him, but it, it's the stats. It's like, like I said, with Andy telling me about, um, you know, Bruno Fernandez having the same XG as Gabriel, you know, yeah. an Arsenal centre back. Yeah. I mean, there is one thing to say, I guess. We keep talking about how there's so many cheap players around at the moment. Like, so there's money. I mean, it is an issue, but it's not as much of an issue. So I think you can afford to have a couple of overpriced players. You know, it, some people might say having Salah, you know, he's overpriced. I think KDB is overpriced. Yeah. So you're going to have some that probably aren't as good value if you're captain in Haaland every week. So, I mean, if you've got the money, I wouldn't mind it for for a double. But I mean, it's it's not amazing, is it? I mean, let's say if Anthony was nailed and looked a little bit better, 
you'll go for him over Bruno. Yeah. But if Looking they... at those numbers, because Anthony's got a lot more, you know, XG per 90. But say they do have a double game week against Palace and Leeds. You, you, you'd you'd have captain to Rashford, it. wouldn't you? You captain I, Rashford. I'd probably be looking to get Martial in for a week again, similar to or, or I Dallow. started with Martial, I then I went to Mitrovic. I might just go back there again for a Mitrovic, or if a Darwin's not fit, I feel like it's Rashford. I, I mean, when I say hold, we'll see what fixtures and fitness do, of course. But generally, Rashford is a decent pick that I'm comfortable with. I've obviously only just got on shore. We'll see how doubles and blanks fall with him later. But then the third spot is probably something I'd rotate, for want of a better word. And I think Martial would be the first place I looked. Maybe doubling up on Dallow, but I or guess that would work. But then it's about, say again, sorry? Well, De Gea could be an option if you're sick of Edison. Fair. I mean, I'm I'm never sick of Edison. I love <laughs> I love my two points. <laughs> One. Uh, and... <laughs> he plays again. Uh, um, but I... I'm so I'm shocked at that though, Seb. I'm shocked that you'd look Martial. You are Mister X Minutes, and and you bring in somebody that has struggled for for minutes anyway, yeah. and is getting competition for his place on loan. I, 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 uh, I, maybe, I think I, I maybe struggle. I'm maybe I'm mistaken. I think I still th- I think I still think he's the starting nine, assuming fitness. Oh yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I don't yeah, think he's first choice. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, they played every seven days, so it's only yeah. if they're playing every three days. I understand, of yeah. course, a double is a question there. But I think the way Martial gets managed, assuming fitness, and we know we had a scare this week, which is one of the reasons a few people didn't transfer him in. But assuming fitness, I think he starts and gets 60 to 70 rather than not starting. I think that's how his minutes gets ma- get managed. And so, you know, I'm not talking long term. If I knew he was fit on the Friday before a double and I had the transfer, I think that's where I'd go. Maybe Rich is right and that a Dallow Shaw double up makes sense too, but... I wanted Dallow over Shaw if I could have done that. So maybe I'm just sort of fighting against that you know, feel, feeling of missing out there. Yeah. Interesting. Right. Let's have a look at our bus teams then. So obviously the caveat with this is there are, there are games still to play. Um, so I know that a few of us are thinking about rolling uh, and that could change based on, you know, a big injury happens or, so, or something else happens or some more information kind of trickles down to us. But at the moment, I've got Ward in goal over Kepa because Ward's got Brighton, Kepa's got uh, Liverpool. Could be the wrong way round there, to be honest. Uh, then I've got Trippier, Cancelo, and Shaw. Cancelo is just burning a hole in my team at the moment, um, and I'm I'm playing him over White again, which again looks like it's probably going to be the wrong thing to do. So I might swap them round, to be honest. Uh, then Rashford, Martinelli, Almiron, De Bruyne, uh, and then Tony Mitrovic and Haaland. I think this team is absolutely fine to roll. Cancelo's the biggest issue, but I'm not going to be getting rid of him at the moment because I need some more indication as to whether he could play. I don't, I've just got no idea at the moment. And even when he does play, he's not getting me any points, is he? So he's probably not a very good asset to own, to be perfectly honest. But um, it might be that I bench him for White closer to the deadline. I'm not sure yet because I should be doing that every week anyway. Um, but yeah, Would you I, sell I, him for Trent? No, don't think I would. No, I... I didn't I think you'd say yes, but I just, I just wondered. I just don't. I, do you know what? Before after um, after World Cup, I was I was all over Robertson and Trent. I was thinking, yeah, I really like those options, especially because they're so low owned. But there's nothing I'm seeing in Liverpool at the moment that that I like. You know, Van Dijk's out. Their midfield isn't isn't able to do anything. Isn't protecting them at all. They're they're conceding goals. If it wasn't for Allison, they'd be conceding a lot more goals than they were as well. And I just I know we buy Trent and Robbo for their attacking returns, but I don't I yeah. don't have any interest really. I think. If anything, I want to downgrade and, and upgrade a midfielder, so upgrade Andreas Pereira. But 
I mean, even then, Andreas Pereira, I'd be upgrading to a Brighton mid or, a, or an Arsenal mid that's hardly going to cost the world. This has got three mil in the bank, I think. Um, so I've, st- I've still got money in the bank because I downgraded um, Darwin to Tony. So, I, yeah, this has got money in the bank and I'm struggling just to spend it. I'm downgrading Cancelo more than likely. That would be my move if I were to make a move. So, yeah, it's, um, I'm happy with the team. Um, Why are you know. starting Shaw ahead of White then? Because you said uh, you might start White ahead of Cancelo. Why are you starting Shaw? Because I think that game will be tight. I think I think that game will be tight. The only thing is... Would is you not start the Arsenal... player that's at home with a better defence and ex- basically exactly the same expected well, chance of attacking returns? The thing is, though, I can't, I can't go in every week with Cancelo knowing that he's he, he might not play every week. And, I, and I'm looking at it. I, I know they've got Wolves at home, which is obviously a lovely fixture in terms of Wolves don't score an awful lot of goals, although that's changing a little bit at the moment. Um, most likely is going in with White and Shaw and just hoping it's either a tight game and it's nil-nil like it was against Newcastle when I get points sure. for both of them. Uh, but Shaw does have that upside with with bonus points and, and attacker returns if he's playing left back. Mm, I, I'd argue White isn't too... I mean, based on the numbers, which of course are based on, you know, only half a season, looking yeah. at what we're, what we're looking at before, I would say there's, there's less between White and Shaw in terms of bonus and attacking returns than I, you might I expect. I don't think... I would make. I, I don't think I'd be looking at White or Shaw. I think I'd be looking at whether it's White or Cancelo, basically, and yeah. uh, and and that's how it, how it is at the moment. I think yes, I completely agree with you that it's more than like. I, yeah, I it, it's Cancelo. I think that would be the one that drops out personally. Um, but we'd have to wait and see. I think because I'll have to wait to see what Luke Disable says about what team he thinks will go up against Wolves because Wolves yeah. play a very specific way. And I feel like he would know the kind of team that that uh, Pep would put out. Yeah, if they're if they're on the back five, yeah, go for that exactly. like two, and three, it, five with like yeah. I mean, I want to say a Foden, who knows? Yeah. But it's with obviously pressing wide. And maybe Alvarez plays. But I guess Cancelo, yeah, may, maybe although that's against the low, I think that's against like a low block back yeah. four, maybe. But I guess it's that inverting that he'd want Cancelo to do, which obviously Rico Lewis has done well as well. So yeah. I obviously defer to Luke, but I think. I mean, we'll see how Spurs goes, right? Because we know Pep yeah, picks a bit on form as well, right? He's got between. one more match. Yeah, exactly. And Would you, you know, start it... Andreas over Almoron as well? Because obviously with Mitrovic missing the penalty, maybe Andreas would be on penalties. Andreas <laughs> has got the home fixture. I don't know. I, it, dep- it really depends. Straight away after the Mitrovic pen miss, I was like, right, he's off pens. He must be off pens. But I mean, he slipped. Do you really as a manager go, he slipped, he's now off pens? Because he straight away after the last pen miss went, nope, he's still on pens. N- never in doubt, he's still on pens. After a slip, do you take him off? He's probably still going to be on them, isn't he? It's more the cumulative effect. I mean, I hope Mitrovic is still on penalties, but I think in my mind, I'm going to pretend, until we know otherwise, I'm going to pretend he's not when I make decisions. Yeah. And that's kind of why I liked Mitrovic more than Martial, because you get the minutes and the penalties. Yeah. He hasn't got the penalties. I feel like I need to downgrade him in my, in my mind a little bit. You know, yeah. how good Mitrovic is. It's insane how many penalties Fulham have had, though, this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, every yeah. week. No, I think, I think I'll probably still play Armouron. I don't think I'll be playing Pereira there. It's, it's White's the biggest one. I'm benching him every week. Uh, Rich, let's look at your team. Uh, so talk us through any issues or anything you're thinking about. I don't know why I've got Salah captain. That was an accident. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got Edison in goal, Trippier, Gabriel and Dunk. Um, Martinelli, Saka, Mares, Rashford, Salah, 
will be my vice captain, <laughs> Harlan captain, Mitrovic, and then I'm going to bench Shaw, Azbilicueta, and Sam Greenwood. Hmm. I think I'm going to roll. We've had a few of these where we've all said we're going to roll. Um, you know, a couple, couple of episodes. If there is a problem, I guess it could potentially be Mares already. Yeah. But then they've got their other double coming up soon. Maybe I would still keep Mares. I could look at doing either risking Mares playing or not because it's Mares at home to Wolves. Although I do remember City playing against ten men, um, Wolves, you know, in the away leg, in the away fixture, yeah. and not looking that great. I think it was one nil from from memory. It wasn't a very high scoring game anyway. I could look at doing Asbelaqueta to someone, but I don't know. I feel like it would be better to have two transfers. I feel like that Azbilicueta spot's been a little bit cursed. Yeah. I've gone James to Azbilicueta. If if I, you're not playing Azbilicueta, I guess, versus rolling, it's not like Azbilicueta versus who you'd bring in. It's someone in your first 11 versus who you'd bring in. So who in your first 11 would you drop for Azbilicueta's replacement is probably the question. So it would only be if I played them ahead of Mares or to give me a, a better first sub. But I guess right. sure about Arsenal, I'm not expecting much. But, I mean, some people will be starting him. So if he does haul, I might have the chance he comes in. <laughs> There's probably only one player in your team who doesn't start, which is, or might not start, which is Mares. And if he doesn't start, yeah. there's every chance he comes off the bench based on what's happened. So I don't know if I'd be too stressed about strengthening the first sub that much. I'd edge roll, but unless something attractive comes along that you could start over one of your you know, initially starting players. Yeah. Do you like how my transfers, uh, the the problems I have in my team are my transfers. So Mahrez and Azbilicueta were players I bought in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bit silly, really. In, not even in hindsight, you'll probably tell Mahrez and Azbilicueta could become a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say you did Azbilicueta over, was it a couple of weeks ago over Shaw as well? Yeah, I went for him over Shaw. That's, so that cost me stuff. yeah 13 points. I would have two free transfers right now as well because I bought Shaw anyway for Kukurea. Yeah. So that's been in, and and it stopped me getting, yeah, it's cost me a lot of points. Probably pushing 20 in a transfer now. Don't, don't work those out. Only bad things lay down that path. Let's move on to Seb's team. Yeah. <laughs> um, bad things. Seb t- yeah. Seb's team, talk <laughs> us through yours. Obviously, you've still got Darwin in yours. Oh, I said speaking of bad things, mate, he's glorious. Yeah. Um, if only he could play a match. And, and Cucurella. People love Cucurella. <laughs> yeah, why? Cucurella this week earned me five or six, whichever it was. Gabriel Obuano came in for him. Mm-hmm. So he earned, he earned me points this week. Um, that was totally the plan. So I have I have Edison in goal, who will obviously stay there. Um, Kepper on the bench, but I will I will allow everyone else to get their Kepper points again, and I will yeah. take my Edison two points. Right, for no so I'm reason. playing Kepper this week. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. But I mean, I'm playing Edison. Uh, sure, Gabriel, so playing both of those. And Trippier seems pretty nailed on for me. Uh, Salah, vice-captain. Rashford, Foden, Martinelli. And then I have Darwin, who we'd expect to be back fit. If he wasn't, that might be my transfer question solved. I have Haaland, captain, and I have Mitrovic. Uh, and then my bench is Kepa, Kukurea, Andreas, and Pueno. I have two free transfers and a little bit in the bank, I think. Um, and I'm not entirely sure, because losing Kukurea is obviously a thing I want to do to set up both for now and for the future but he's bent so i'm not too stressed about doing this week and maybe i'd bring in a brighton defender or something but we've discussed that already so i don't need to go for why i don't need to rush into that and then obviously foden is someone that i would like to lose i'm not i'm promise i'm definitely not doing this sort of like he'll come good don't worry i have faith i must keep with foden i wish i'd never picked him it was a silly decision and i should have got rid of him every single week i've held him 
However, every week there's always been a, a while I should get rid of him eventually, is getting rid of him this week the right decision? Not just in terms of losing him. So, for example, Wolves at home here, and we'll see how Tottenham goes to see whether we think he's going to start. But who can I bring in? So I think Foden to Saka, I have a third Arsenal spot free, or Odegaard is a pretty easy move. Mm-hmm. But the question for me is, is that the right move this week? And that's what I'm not sure on. You know, Foden, Wolves at home, Saka, we discussed the very, very light chance of a of a, of a yellow and therefore a ban or with, you know, some more, more certainty over blanks and doubles or getting closer to those to confirm his place in the team. So I wouldn't mind waking a week. And if I had one free transfer, I might roll. But I have two and I'm not really sure what to do. You so, could change formation here. Yeah. and Especially with two frees. So yeah. I could, but is that... I, I mean, obviously that's burning two transfers. I feel like that's giving away a transfer to change formation when I'd rather hold on to that transfer for taking advantage of a double and retaining my formation. Hmm. Unless you think... So obviously I guess you'd drop Darwin over Mitrovic, would you? Yeah. Well, it's, there's two things really, because I guess if you look at the potential doubles, most of the players we want are going to be midfielders and not strikers. I think, unless you want Martial, like you said. So, I mean, that that's worth thinking about. Yeah, over so like over over Christmas when we were looking at the restart, I, as we all did, right, we had that decision between five in the midfield or four and three up front. And I very, I think I nearly had Ferguson at one point. And again, I don't mean, oh, I nearly had those points, whatever. I nearly had a million players. But I went with, I think I went with Martial originally and then went to Mitrovic because I liked that third forward spot being a bit more flexible in terms of trying to attack some of those doubles, some of those good fixtures. And the thing for me as well is that an Andreas or a Matoma or anyone like that is such a valuable fifth midfielder and means I can play five midfielder when I want to versus say now at the time, obviously maybe Ferguson is there if Welbeck doesn't take his place, which he could. The only other real option was Greenwood. And that kind of kills playing up three three up front for you. So I think I preferred the idea of being able to play five in the midfield if I wanted with a Matoma or an Andreas, still having a third striker option and having a bit more flexibility. Because to revert from two strikers such as say Haaland and Kane and then a and then a you know a no hoper on the bench probably costs you two transfers in the future. Now again, Ferguson accepted. That's why I went that direction, and I think it's why I want to stay in that direction. If a counterpoint, so if you move to the five midfielders. Mm. There's so many good defenders at the moment. I feel like in future weeks, people are going to be benching these players like Botman. Like Andy's just said, he's, you know, he keeps benching Ben White. So I feel like if you went for that, some weeks playing four or even five at the bank, that could be viable. Yeah. So it's it's, it's a good point you Maybe. make there on Ferguson. Because um, I was thinking, is it worth me moving Greenwood to Ferguson? Probably not. But if you're restructuring, maybe, maybe. it is. I don't, I, I hear you. I don't think I will. Yeah. Maybe my hesitancy is, is a mistake. Um, just a comment in the chat saying, uh, if I had 17, I'd think about wildcarding, which, yeah, fair play. But I think with two free transfers, if you swapped Foden for Saka and Kukurev for whoever, it would look like a pretty standard, decent team. So I'm not too worried about it needing that many changes. And I'd much rather hold the wildcard for like doubles and blanks in the future. Yeah. Assuming that comment was serious, it might so, just be a dick, which is, which is fair. Scenario then, Seb. Darwin's yeah. confirmed out. What do you do? Yep. Probably look at losing him, but I'm not sure who to. But Andy I'll, wants I'll you to say Tony. To what? <laughs> what? Uh, I feel well, like I, I mean you you already had one of the good fixtures. He has three good in the row, doesn't he? Now yeah, I've got no, two. No, no, so I'd feel no, like maybe I've lost that. I, genuinely, I wasn't actually. Okay. What, what I was thinking was, it, it's hard to know what you do because you've got the two free transfers. Because I think it'd be really tempting to do what Rich said and, and change formation and and go down yeah. to two strikers and five mids See, because otherwise you. Use one free transfer to go to 
a striker that's about the same price, you know, around two million, mm. and then you're not changing anything up, or you go all the way down, and of course then you're a little bit screwed for this week. Do you use those two frees to kind of move it all around? And I don't hate that idea perfectly. Maybe I feel point. like I feel like it's attractive now, but if we're and I've very much been trying to set up for doubles unsuccessfully so far. But with 23 coming as well, with Arsenal, United, etc., potentially doubling further fixtures beyond that, I feel like I want that's where I want my extra transfer over, say, you know, a lot of other people because I rolled this week. That's why I want my extra transfer to come in. So yeah. I earn, say, two fixtures with that transfer yeah. as opposed to a formation change. So mm-hmm. you're right. Like if my strikers are injured, yeah, I need to do something. And maybe then I go formation change. But if they're fit... What I'd rather do is do a Darwin or a Mitrovic to Martial, as we discussed, or Nketiah or whatever, and then still have another transfer left over to do the move that everyone else is going to do that week and earn another fixture. Yeah. From my only advice is from my many years at uni, worry about what's attractive now. Don't worry about what's attractive in the morning. Worry about what's attractive now, Seb. All right. What were you <laughs> going to say, Rich? <laughs> well, well, that's completely throwing me. Um, <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I think you made a good point to Seb where... Because I guess something Seb could do is downgrade Darwin to a similar price striker, probably a little bit less. Like, let's use Tony as an example, or Bamford Ooh, or Wilson. Good example. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Whoever. Yeah. But you could move to a player you're not 100% confident you want to keep a long time. And then you might get to next week, you've got two free transfers again. And then you end up wanting to move that player out or Mitrovic yeah. out. I don't know. It, I always find it really, really difficult with two transfers. I find it harder than one sometimes. <laughs> more more but, options aren't there? i mean but yeah I, I i appreciate the thoughts and i'll definitely give it some thought myself like i'm not i'm sort of i guess just providing the counter to your suggestions as opposed to saying no i won't do that mm-hmm. i think it's valid and i clearly don't quite know what i would do with two free transfers i either need about four transfers or or one i feel yeah. with my team right yeah. i either need to roll or <laughs> actually restructure properly cool. so i'm I not quite sure that's good it's just basically me and andy's teams are so boring but Great. yours is the actually interesting one to discuss <laughs> exactly <laughs> i wish mine was thanks boring. seb thanks seb uh right uh really really quickly we'll talk about the community team uh rich just talk us through the community team really really quickly uh because obviously we're not gonna be able to make a lot of decisions yet or put any polls out because it's not the end of the game week yet uh, this is very embarrassing but seb seb did all the transfers so i'm oh, not entirely sorry, sure not what rich, they were seb, so, yeah. i think there was some craziness I can a lot of transfers. Why didn't you talk us through the team and I'll tell you what happened? Yeah. Okay. So we've got Edison in goal, Trippier and Botman, Shaw, De Bruyne, Saka, who was robbed of an assist, Rashford, um, Martinelli, Matoma came in, Harlan triple captain, and Kane as well. And they've got the same bench as me. So lots of points on the bench with Leno, Gabriel, Duncan, Greenwood. Awesome. So I will quickly grab up. So we used four transfers, despite having two free transfers. So we spent eight points, and I've not worked out if this has come off yet, but it won't have done yet, but it might with the doubles, I think. We did Salah, Darwin, Mount, and Kukurea to KDB, Matoma, and Trippier. So I guess one of those, Trippier at least, is kind of just getting on a player that the team probably wished they had for a while. They did have Botman with the FPL review suggestion uh, after the World Cup. Salah to De Bruyne is a pretty popular one. Uh, Darwin to Kane, I guess, restructures to those sort of two premiums up front. And then Mount to Mitoma, I guess, was the extra transfer in there, if you like. So far, I think we're up on points, but obviously with the four points, we're maybe at least net neutral, if not negative on that. But long term, it might come off. I guess it was a, a riskier strategy, um, but I quite like the team we've ended up. Right? Mm. I think it's good for the future. No, I like it. Um, and 
once the other fixture's been done, we'll put out the polls, we'll talk about what we're going to do moving forward. Um, but where is it at the moment, uh, overall rank-wise, Seb, so we can ask people in the chat whether they are um, uh, close to it or not? <laughs> well, it's still ahead of me in our in our little league. It is, uh, it is currently ranked at 241,000 in the world, which is significantly ahead of me. And in the Scoutcast uh, Community League, it is 150th. I swear last week it was 151st, so that would be remarkable if true. Nice. Um, there, there is a problem with it that Andy mentioned earlier. If you yeah, look at the we're defenders, be screwed in the blank, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> if if the results go What's... the way people expect, yeah, it could just end up with just who would it be? Just Gabriel would be the only defender in the blank yeah. potentially. Yeah, yeah. Bring back the all-out attack chip. Yeah. <laughs> Even that wouldn't stuff. save that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait for your two's punishment when this uh, this team beats you. Uh, is there a punishment. Yeah, 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 we set that up. Oh, maybe it was before you were on, Rich, but uh, it will still count for you anyway. Uh, right, let's... Uh... <laughs> I nearly missed my own transfers trying to save this team while you Seb did. was off. You did, um, yeah. and Seb once captained uh, Nick Pope, so... I did once captain Nick Pope. I tried <laughs> to sabotage it. And, uh... <laughs> yeah, Actually, you did, and it's still beating you. <laughs> you did. It was, a, it was an honest mistake, but also, yes. Um, and to be fair as well, actually, we're talking about rolling. One, A small reason I rolled this week is um, I was doing these polls for this like right until the last minute and then people were talking about the site crashing and I was like right screw it just uh, whatever I did who did I transfer I can't remember someone to Shaw I was like lock that in oh yeah James to Shaw finally I was like do that leave your own team alone sign out sign into this one make sure you do this one and don't end up with like Pope captain again so uh, it very much forced me into the role decision. Nah, we we all love the work you're doing, boys. Honestly, we are obviously we're only taking a Mickey. Um, you're really doing great with this. Yeah, right. Uh, so time for some questions. Uh, chuck your questions in. I don't actually know the time because my my computer is doing something really weird at the moment. So uh, just chuck us in. Twenty eight. Oh, lovely. Thank you. Uh, we'll have some questions. Uh, quick fire. Literally, Seb and Rich will answer as quickly as possible. And I'll try and get as many questions into the space of five minutes as possible. We've got over 700 people in the chat tonight, which is absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for joining us in the middle of a game week before the game week's even finished. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. Hope you've enjoyed it so far. Make sure to give us a like if you have. 700 people, but 100 likes. Come on, push it up for us. It will really help. Thank you so much. Um C-O-Y-S, I'm assuming it stands for Come On You Spurs. What is a good bench boost score, Seb? Oh, I have, that came up before for the answer in the chat. I was going to say like 24, but that's based on just like a, a good, good score. Yeah, I know a lot of people say 15, but that feels... It depends on where you rate the triple captain versus it, I guess. But this is meant to be quick fast, so I went with 24. <laughs> uh, Rich? Before Seb said that, I had 25 in my head. Yeah. I feel like okay. that's a good... Good God, score, yeah. I was going lower. I was going 16. I think as long as all of them play twice in a double game week and just get the minutes, 2-2-2-2 two, 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 two all the time, I think 16 is fine. That's all. I think this season we're going to have higher expectations. Isn't that literally the bare minimum? Uh, no, it's not. Believe me, people will have a lot less on that. Okay, bare minimum in terms of like what you'd hope for, not the literal possible bare I'll minimum. I'll tell you what, look, look at Rich's team every week and whatever he gets in bench <laughs> boost, if you can beat that, you've done very, very well. I've beaten 25 several times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, right, uh, Supreme Sports says Odegaard or Saka, Rich? Saka. Uh, Seb? Saka. forgot your name for a second then. <laughs> FBL oh, <Cal> <laughs> is that what it's I was like, uh, um, <laughs> FBL Cowboy says, uh, favourite cheese, Seb? Oh, this is going to be another annoying, oh, vegan one. But um, to be fair, you know the one with like, um, so uh, before before being Baby vegan, Bell. like I, before being vegan, I really enjoyed like Rockford. But um, <laughs> since, whatever one that has fruit in. 
Yeah, lovely. And <laughs> rich. I'm so glad you asked Seb first because the first thing that popped into my head was cheese strings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you said baby bell. Um, probably, oh, um, I don't know, cheddar. Cheese That's really boring, isn't it? But cheddar. you put it on anything. Oh, dear. God, we're such a cultured lot we are. The one with fruit in and cheese string. Um, <laughs> my answer before that was, was all right, no? Oh, Tashan no? says, uh, Rodrigo or Matoma, Rich? Oh, do you know what? I, when I was thinking about Mara's replacements, I was between McAllister and Rodrigo. Leeds have said no more about this, but Leeds have signed a striker, so probably Matoma. Yeah, uh, Seb? <laughs> saying this for 20 weeks, haven't I? Matoma, but so far it's not. So far, Rodrigo keeps getting his way into the team, and yeah. obviously, the more he performs, the, the longer he'll stay. We have signed a striker, but it's not the striker that will replace Bamford in terms of the way he plays, so yeah. we'll see. Uh, Tim Edmund says, do Arsenal win the league, Seb? Yes, sorry, I muted myself, yes. Yeah, uh, Rich? No. Because United do. No. <laughs> I still think City might. I want Arsenal to. I'm not an Arsenal fan. I just, you know, mixing up is nice. Yeah. Uh, catch some. What makes a good wild card right now, Seb? Points. Right, so right, right, right now, you genuinely would have to have a bit of a car crash team because I think you'd you'd have to do very, very well to earn more points, or at least expect more points than you would from wildcarding. Say, ahead of what it's going to be like 34, 31, whenever you know those big old doubles we normally get. Yeah. Despite this season with the World Cup, you probably still want to set up for like a wild card, bench boost, double, free hit, blank, that kind of idea. Yeah, uh, Rich. I want to say patience and and wait until until we know you know all the doubles and blanks. But I I, I guess after what we talked about today, getting lots of new cars for the Arsenal. Yeah. But it sounds like what we were talking about a few weeks ago as well. Yeah. Uh, Ada Canby says, uh, Ma- "Do I do Martinelli to Odegaard?" Rich. No, no, no. So- it's one I'm thinking about, but I don't think so unless Smith Rowe starts having an impact. Yeah. Seb. No. Uh, FPL Cowboy, who's the next bandwagon, Seb? God, if only I knew that, eh? Yeah. Um, I want to say Jao Felix before he obviously got banned. Because yeah, I, I, before before he played well, I remember saying you know, in your yeah. New Year's Day thing. Hmm. Um, uh, it'll be a Brighton player, presumably, right? Yeah. I guess Marsh has already got it, but someone like that with fixtures. Yeah. Someone like that. Rich? I reckon it's going to be Trent. I, we've seen oh, this before shout, when Liverpool are doing shout. badly and there's a lot of teams still stuck with Cancelo it just takes one or two Trent Halls and it will Wait, be a we should be sabotaging everyone Luca Dean it's Luca Dean Luca Dean <laughs> I almost I almost went Tyro Mings this week Oof. almost almost took Cancelo out for Mings because he has nice fixtures in the blanks and, and I was like oh I don't mind that um, didn't do it Thank God. Uh, is Doherty a long-term option, says James Lynch, uh, Seb? No, be- I think he's good, but I think we want to build our squads differently. Yeah. Uh, Rich? I'll go no. Especially, it's the transfer window, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Tunji, sorry if I've murdered that, uh, says Matoma or March, Rich? Matoma. Seb? Matoma. Um... Rushan says, why are we replacing Mares, Seb? Minutes. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't, no dig at anyone who did. I wouldn't have got him in the first place, but hey, I got Foden, so what do I know? But I think that's all a big old risk. 
you would probably be replacing him after this double because you want people with better minutes with better fixtures more nailed on etc rich you obviously have maris as well don't you yeah i mean i am keeping him for now Mm. i was just obviously a bit disappointed with how he looked because obviously one of the things luke always says when he's talking about pep is maris has been playing well yeah and with my very untrained eye he didn't look like he played very well in that game i mean he wasn't the worst player on the pitch but it's one to keep an eye on the midweek i guess yeah right couple more uh john granquist says um favorite all-time footballer rich Mickey Forster or Kevin Doyle he's probably more known (laughs) and Seb mine's changed a few times like currently outside of Leeds probably Kevin De Bruyne inside Leeds Lucas Radaby Mark Viduka go back you know go back to when you when you first start watching the team you support it's hard to replace those players yeah yeah um mine's Rooney by the way or uh Alan yeah. Smith absolutely loved Alan Smith got no you can't idea. have Alan Smith he's one of us <laughs> oh we know it was for a little bit wasn't have that. you've ruined him you've ruined him <laughs> um, Michael Scott says favorite Scottish Premier League Premiership team Seb say again sorry who's your favorite Scottish Premiership team so Scottish Premiership hearts Scottish team Berwick because they're not Scottish they're English and they play in the Scottish Leeds Berwick <laughs> and Rich <laughs> Um, I have no idea. St. Johnston? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I quite like uh, Dundee United for some reason. Uh, Lynn says, um, <laughs> would you sell Dean if you had him, Rich? No. He's got good fixtures, apparently. <laughs> Moreno came in, though, didn't he? Well, you, yeah. Um, it's hard, isn't it? When you're, Did he get injured? He did get injured, didn't he? Dean? Yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah, he went off injured, didn't he? Didn't he? he yeah, from, he got sorry, from sorry for laughing, Lynn. Um, I, I'll try sorry and roll if I can. Laughing. You know, even if I have to play someone like Luke Shaw this week. Sorry for laughing, uh, Seb. Would you sell Dean? <laughs> this is the ultimate comeback to what we spoke about earlier, right? The sort of like you know trying to predict the future versus reacting to what's happened in the past. If he's fit, no, I wouldn't. But also based on past history, yes, get out. <laughs> he ruined my Christmas once. Oh. He scored a brace on Boxing Day, didn't he? And loads of us benched him. I had him. <laughs> In your team, I bet. I did, yeah. yeah. And Pogba and Hazard. and I played yeah. Doherty ahead of Dean. <laughs> People are still able to do that now. It's mad. Right. Boxing um, Day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody in the chat. We'll finish there. Some great uh, questions this week. Um, Rushon says, first time catching a live one and getting my question answered. Good day unlocked. Well, we're glad that we've helped somebody uh, uh, have a good day uh, because two thirds of this ch- uh, of this stream are not having a good time with FPL at the moment. Um, oh, Seb, thank you so much for joining us this week, mate. I hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you for picking up my FPL, FPL mood. It's always great to come and... I mean, we're privileged, aren't we? We get to have a terrible week and then come tell far too many people about it. So thank you for listening. Exactly. And Rich, hope you enjoyed yourself as well, my man. Yeah, I have. I'm just going to pop pop to the gym now. But yeah, yeah it's been good. It's been good fun. <laughs> pop to the gym. Are you, are you working out, are you? Yeah, every day in January I've been yeah, there. <laughs> really. Uh, right, thank you so much for people in the chat. Like I said, we had over 700 people, which is fantastic for uh, the time that we are streaming. Uh, we hope you join us again next week. Make sure you like it. Uh, actually, I say next week. I don't think we're on next week, are we? I think it's faux international no, break. We, are, isn't we it? are two weeks. Yeah, this time. two weeks' time. Uh, so we'll see you again very, very soon. And we hope the end of your game week is great. And we hope your game week 21 is just as good as well. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.